I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is More The Players, the pop culture PlayStation podcast extra. And today we are looking at episode two of the HBO's The Last of Us. Number one, episode one did great. Everyone's <clears throat> super happy and stoked about it, which is awesome. And then a week later, just as TV should, Max, as TV should, episode two was dropped fucking weekly episodes what yeah, so <laughs> uh so obviously episode two dropped today at time of recording for us 1 p.m australian time all that fun stuff title episode uh the title of this week's episode is called infected so it picks up right where we left off at the back end of last week's episode where they're still out in that 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 <clears throat> underpass section where they've just they've kind of just escaped out into the open world Mm-hmm. And um, so this this beat this episode covers the beats from from that point through the hotel that you play through the game and their journey to the capital the capital building to deliver Ellie to the the Firefly people to get their car battery and all that fun stuff that they've they'd organized with them in the first episode. Correct. But obviously, shit gets shit shit doesn't go as easy as uh, it seems. Uh, the big warning of Joel, don't fuck this up in episode one. Spoiler, he fucks it up. Well, uh, so in this in this episode, we get to see some some really cool stuff. So we get some uh, awesome exposition between Joel and Ellie. Of um, we get some back and forth banter where they're trying to kind of learn a little bit more about each other because they've 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 come to realize that they're going to be spending a lot of time to time with each other. So they they're asking kind of semi personal questions like Ellie sitting there in the hotel room. Um, flicking her, flicking her knife and catching it, and he's like, "Oh, you know, where did you get that? How'd you, how'd you learn how to do that?" And obviously, Ali being the smart ass, she's like, "The fucking circus, mate." <laughs> <laughs> and, and then she's like, "You know, where are you from?" And he's, "You know, I'm from Texas, and Tess is from Detroit, uh, and all that fun stuff." And then he's like, "No more questions about me." And she's like, "Well, I'm not. If you're not going to play ball, I'm not going to play ball." And then we get some nice exposition about the infected, yeah. and you know. How long does it usually take for, like, how long do they survive for, you know? What's the, like, the gestational period, all that fun stuff. And yeah. It gives you a bit of background knowledge on that, which is cool. We get to see some clickers for the first time, which is rad. Um, in my opinion, the first thing I noticed from this episode is it's just just not even close to what the game's no. like. This motherfucker's got, a, like, a machine gun straight away at the start of the game. He's got ammo to spare to just blast dudes that are clearly <laughs> already dead. He's just fucking wasting bullets. Not a single object was thrown to, like, distract anyone. He's no. just like, nah, I'm just fucking shoot everyone. And he didn't have shit. to repeat the same encounter four times because he got caught? Oh, yeah, he... he uh, much like everyone else who played the game, they very quickly failed stealth and just went, fuck it, and just guns blazing. That was really good. Uh, this is also the f- first episode directed by Neil Druckmann. That's so his 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 directorial debut. The episode's great. Yeah. They they have they have kept that bar high. They have kept the quality exactly where it was in that first episode. Um, they're doing everything that they need to do to push the story forward, but also, you know, keep telling the story in a way that new people can enjoy it and be onboarded without too much effort. Mm-hmm. Which is really good because obviously, you know, from our standpoint, you know, we've played the game, we've experienced the story, we know what's going on, but they're doing this to reach an entirely different audience, and I think they're doing such a fantastic job of onboarding new people, and you can see that in the, um, you know, there was a, I, I read a news article yesterday that 
game sales for The Last of Us are up 280%. And part two as well, which is even better. Since, since, the, since the start of this, um, you know, since the start of this HBO series. So they're obviously doing something right. Um, and yeah, they're, they're definitely still, apart from the whole, you know, he has way too much ammo. He's clearly playing on easy mode. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's still sticking very canonically to the game, which is, which is amazing. It is, that is certainly true. And there's a lot of things here that I really, really like. And same as episode, uh, same as episode one, I do feel that this has continued what the first episode established, whether that be the mix to the, the respect to the, 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 the source material, uh, and obviously having Neil Druckmann, uh, be the director for this one you you know that he's as the creator of the game his vision is going to come across here and co-creator of the game co-creator of the game sorry we that's a that's a whole thing um so it was very cool to sort of to sit that way and the, as you mentioned there's a couple of beats here that are really establish where those creative differences are between the game and the show now a number of those reasons are based in um sort of created decision whether it be the transition from spore based to direct infect with with yeah. the with the clickers or with the, the the infected so in the games that spores so gas masks are required in any times of exposure area here the clickers must either bite you or get up in your business and literally share the fungus but what what that also establishes is that collective hive mind of the fungus and that they can just by being near each other, they can they can speak to each other and create that sort of herd mentality, almost similar to what we saw in like the Freakers with Days Gone. Um, in the you know you could just swarm at any moment, and we did see that here in this episode. Mm. But as you so mentioned, you get, those, you get those like those hive vines where Tess explains just like you know if you touch this, this it may not necessarily. It, it may not necessarily tell the ones in the vicinity, but you've got guys 15 blocks away who are going to come and fuck your shit up and yeah. you don't know they're coming, but they know exactly where you are. Yeah. And then from then on, you've got like, um, as they're, go- as they're going through some of the buildings, you've got Joel testing them. He's like, no, nah, they're, they're, these are these dead. Are dry, these are dry. Yeah. They're not, they're not, um, they're not firing their whatever to alert the, to alert them up. So it was, it's really cool. It's, it's just, it's, it's just outside of the box that we know. Yeah. But it's it's rubbing right up against it, so it's it's not too bad. But it's not as simple as hey, forget what you know. We're changing it. It's yeah. hey, we're changing it in his context. So it's yeah. not just as simple as oh, we're doing this for this. It's like no, no. He's extra reasons. They've added an additional layers to what the original law is. They could have just said it's not spore. Like okay, yeah. then what? But they're like no, no. It's this plus this plus this, which I yeah. which I which I do appreciate a lot. And they also sort of reinforce the idea that there are buildings that are just untouchable, as mm. in once that building has been infected, <laughs> you ain't getting in there, boy. Mm. It's done. It's absolutely done. Because uh, part of one of the moments here is they look across and as they have the quote from the game, you know, like is it everything you hoped for? Yeah, jury's still out. You know what I mean? Like pulling direct lines from the game again, which is absolutely beautiful. But they're like, oh no, we literally just cannot go that way. Like it's just done. Yeah. Like that that has been so consumed, we it's essentially a write-off. We'll never have to we'll never be able to use that space again. And that's a cool concept. I like that. And then as you mentioned, you know, when they're having these they're having they're having conversations that deliver exposition in a relatively natural way. Like if you know 
how TV writing works, you can tend to, I, for at least for me, I was like, ah, I see what they've done here. They established a conversation between Joel and Ellie, which then quickly pivoted into, let's not talk about each other, let's talk about the world. And that's how they mm-hmm. can naturally implement um, exposition, explaining, as you mentioned, how how the freakers work, how the world works, you know, da, 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 but also aligning with the characters that are intentionally being standoffish on each other right now. Because one of the worst things that you, the most difficult things to do, and it's important, especially when you establish um, things within a movie or a TV series, is, you know, like they have to explain everything. At some point, someone has to go, hi, here's everything you need to know. And normally it's done in like some bullshit in the, you know, in the beginning there was this and da, 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 and like a voiceover. So I'm glad it's not that. I appreciate well, I that. I think they're, they're doing that in the, in the, in what I keep referring to as the flashbacks. Mm. Yeah. There's one in the flashbacks are entirely they, exposition. Yes. Yeah. So they, so there's one in this episode where they get a, um, a, a university professor from, uh, oh, from man. Indonesia and she goes and has a look and she's like, well, these don't live in the like they don't they don't fucking survive in the human body and the guy's like no 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 shh come look come look and she she pulls out the spore from inside the guy's throat and she's like well fuck that noise and gets out real quick what killed me was it her final sentence she's like can someone take me home i want to be with my family she because yeah. she's like it's fucked there is yeah. no way that we can we can survive this so what apart from a providing exposition it also provided stakes it lets us yeah. know that this is a worldwide like we only knew it was a worldwide catastrophe right but this uh, this solidifies that there is no coming like this is a no coming back scenario there's no win scenario there's it's gonna be very difficult to find a cure which intent which intensifies the importance of ali right and in her cure because it cuts from that to them sitting in that busted out building which very reminiscent of uh last of us part two might i add dill lit you know dull room uh you know nice greenery her sitting in the middle very similar to the scene in the part two where she's playing guitar um so i, I guarantee they'll throw back to that a little bit later in series in season two if they continue into part two which is from what i hear they are but it also solidified very different, you know, from a visual that we had mm. Ellie sitting in green, resembling hope. But you look over at Tess and Joel, they're in the dark. It's shitty. That's, that's despair. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was very cool sort of visual contrast. Um, additionally, we packed a lot of stuff in here from the game itself. Cause you know, a lot of this is you exploring and understanding the world in itself. So they've condensed that in such a way that while they get, then to get to the Capitol building, they kind of get there a little bit easy, yep. but the stakes are still there. Uh, you know, we see uh spoil. Uh, one thing, this is a spoilers conversation. So, you know, we have that moment with Tess at the end, which is, didn't quite go down that way in the game from memory. Pretty sure she just got shot. Yeah, she definitely did not tongue bash a lad from Mushroom King. No, she didn't. Uh, some uh, freaker, uh, uh, clicker or infected. No, it was, it was an infected, not clicker. Um, I keep saying freaker because it's just so dumb. Um, so, but yeah, but it, I think it went out in a really good way. And a way to end yeah. the episode. A, once again, it upped the stakes. At the end of that episode, it's just coming. It's it's this weird reminder that like, for those that are going in, you kind of don't know who the main character. Like you, you know, like at the start of episode one, you're like, oh shit, Sarah is Sarah the main character? Nah, she dead. 
Oh, cool. Tess and Tess and Joel. All right, cool. And then Allie. So we're going to have a three trio cast, like a mum, daughter, and a, and a kid. Oh, nope. She dead too. So it's really solidified. Mm. It's bringing in that arc between um, between Joel and Ellie as, as the main protagonist of the show, but also demonstrating just the, the, the intensity of the world around them and that people will drop. And it's just yeah. fucking hor- harrowing. Harrowing. Mm. Of course, once again, performances are fucking brilliant here. As you mentioned, we saw clickers for the first time, so we're seeing the practical effects of a clicker in terms of a costume design. How do you think? How do you think they went? They they, they looked so good. They looked gross. They looked gross. It looked so gross. They, they were yeah. That, that was it was like in a good way, not yeah. like yeah. No, they they did very well for them. They did very well. Um, I definitely need to fiddle with my TV settings. This episode was a lot darker than the previous one. Yeah. And obviously, a lot of it was shot inside. A lot of the scenes had... Not a lot of the scenes. A few of the scenes had water in dark spaces as well, which made it... Um, in that case, you need to you. come and watch it on my beautiful TV. Like, my lovely yeah. HDR implementation with my beautiful contrast. You know, like, it, it looks looked spectacular. <clears throat> even but, you, uh, even uh, the the screener version that, that, I, that we have yeah. access to, thanks to Binge, um, which was you know lower resolution than the 4K uh, of binge um, of the binge of the, of the straight release. Oh, sorry, of Foxtel. My apologies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of like oh, okay, but it still looks great. Yeah, it does. It looks great. So, is there anything else you want to touch on? Because Roy, are just sitting here praising it. There's not a, a- no, I no. The, well, there wasn't really much to to nitpick at. It was like I said. It was they stayed very true to the story. They 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 they've kept that. Um, they, they they set a very high bar in the first mm. episode, and I think they've done well to keep it where it was. Um, especially in such an, they've t- they've taken a part of the game that wasn't overly. They've they've taken part of the game that is purely gameplay, which is get, yeah. going from this place to this place. Yeah, and, and they've done such a good job translating that in. They've put the stakes in with you know meeting the clickers for the first time. And then they really up that ante at the end of the episode where, you know, Tess realizes that she has to make that sacrifice to get the other two out. And she just stands there and takes it. She's like, yeah. I've got this. And then you see her. Yeah, no, it's very, very well done. It is. And one thing that I really want to applaud um, this show for, and it's something that I applaud the likes of uh, Breaking Bad for as well, is the ability to use and not be afraid of silence. Because one, when they enter this building or in, when they enter the little museum and they're like, all right, everyone, you know, we need to shut the hell up because this is auditory. Like, they, if they hear us, we're done. And what it, does, what it did is it made every little sound important. Because, you know, like, once again, if you look at TV yeah. nowadays, whether it be a drama or whether it be a comedy, like, there's no one ever shuts the fuck up anymore. Like, everyone just talks yeah. talks. Like, there's never allowed to be dead air. There has to be something. Someone moving, someone being snarky. Da, 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 da. We're here. It's just like, no, no, this needs to breathe. Let's let it sit. Mm. Let's let it work, you know, because what that did was just constantly ramp up that intensity. Um, and then when you get to the moment where they in in that that encounter where they see the when they hear the clickers and like because I was watching with my beautiful Atmos setup, like I'm hearing it behind me. I mean, you know, mm. in behind me, I'm like, oh shit. And the other thing as well, like I was I was watching with my partner and she she's never seen like last episode one. 
she saw all that because I was playing part one when we were when we were provided for the review code. Thanks, PlayStation Australia. So she got to witness the beginning of that game. So she yeah. didn't see what happened. Coincidentally, she got up to the point where you know you escape the QZ and then she went went home, um, which is perfect because that's where episode one ended. So she's like, I have no idea what's going to happen from here on out. So I got, obviously I'm not going to spoil anything for anyone in terms of at the moment. I'm, I've already spoiled shit in this episode already. Just talking about it. <clears throat> but like she's like oh what what Tess is gonna do what what this what that what that I'm like I ain't gonna say shit man I ain't gonna say shit and yeah. then sort of what like I could feel the tension off her in those moments of silence and the intensity once that clicker starts kicking in and even like you can sort of see, you know see that those realizations when it comes to like oh what this means what that means because one of the most fascinating things and the insight that I'm really enjoying about watching with her is, A, I get to share something that I love, which is awesome. Um, and two, we're getting what it looks like for someone that hasn't played the game before. Because are, are you are you not watching this with, with, with your no, wife? No, Ali hasn't, Ali hasn't started watching it yet, no. Yeah. Okay. I, um, she doesn't like the week-to-week thing, so we'll probably re-watch it once it's all done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do another run through when the 4K Blu-ray comes out because I want it in its uttermost beautiful, like no internet compression, nothing. I want absolute maximum. <clears throat> so I guess, you know, sort of in our final thoughts here, it's tough because it's like, once again, we're only two episodes in. Now I've seen episode three already, so I know what's next. Um... I ain't going to say nothing, obviously, because we're in episode two here and I'm not going to tell anything to you as well. Yeah, so my, my plan is to watch episode three tomorrow. Yeah, but I mean, like, I feel it's really building. Like, this like this does feel like a transitionary episode because the yeah. first one was so set up. This is just about continuing the story forward. Like, there's no major revelations. There's no... Like, it's just... It's all about building the stake stakes well, building the world well, I mean, adding to the character I mean, this is this this point where the tv series is at is kind of where the game really opens up because this is up until this point you've had direction you're like i have to get ali to the fireflies so i can get what i need yeah like that was that was always like the the objective and now you know they weren't there they weren't at the capitol building it was overrun and it's like what do i do now and now the decision's on you it's on you to work out what's next so it'll be interesting to see where they go from there um yeah, very much looking well, forward. Well, yeah, to it's, that's a very good point, actually, because, like, up until this point, you, you know, the story you as you believe it for coming in brand new is it's from it's to here, and they're here, and it didn't happen. Now what? We're on episode two. We know there's at least, what, seven more episodes. You know, it's the same in the game. You're like, well, this is only a couple of hours of gameplay. Like, fuck, well, the game can't be done yet. Like, now what? And then they ramp those stakes up. So the end of the episode does end with them saying, with Tess saying, uh, go to, um, Frank's. Yeah. So for those, you know, the, the recall Frank, uh, has the small sectioned area off of a city full of traps, great character, absolutely exceptional being played by Nick Offerman in this. So we're starting to build that world. We're add to that story. So we're, we're starting to flesh out those characters as we see them. Um, you know, and this, this is the thing. So I'm very intrigued to see what you all think of episode three. 
But I'm also wanna, I, but before that, I'm getting ahead of myself. I want to see what you guys think of episode two. So let us know in the comments below what do you think of Last of Us uh, episode two. Uh, Max, you and I clearly are, are unanimous here that the show, the episode two, is brilliant. Kind of not as good as episode one because once again, it's transitional, not set up. But it's still, it's building that bigger picture. And for what I love in TV is character, is is, is development. And that's what this episode really focused on for me. Am I speaking on your behalf correctly? Oh, no, very much so. Excellent. Beautiful. Well, that was the episode, a review of episode two of The Last of HBO. Once again, big thank you to the team of Binge and HBO for providing us uh, early screeners of the show. Uh, and uh, you be, be sure to come back here next Tuesday, 8 a.m. on your podcast services, 9 a.m. on those YouTubes for our uh, discussion around episode three. But of course, if you want to do some regular PlayStation news as well, head over to our other show for the players, the Pop Culture PlayStation Podcast, where you can get your weekly dose of PlayStation content uh, every Monday morning, 8 a.m. podcast services, 9 a.m. YouTubes. But until uh, until then. What was the what was the, the the sign out that you made last week? Something about looking into the light and whatever. No, oh, it was it was a it was a rip of episode one. Title something darkness light. Cool. Well, do, do you want to pull a quote from episode two then? What was what was Tess's quote in the back end? Uh fuck. What was it? I don't think it was that. Yeah, it definitely wasn't that. Be careful who you kiss this week. Yeah, be <laughs> yeah. Be careful who you smooch. <laughs>